The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. from the city of angels los angeles where it is absolutely gorgeous the sun came up just about an hour ago and you could not ask for better weather for better scenery for the backdrop of the super bowl we are just six days away and i could not be more excited to count us down as you see all the different sights and sounds of los angeles we'll be bringing to you all week long right here on cbs sports hq What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record. I, of course, am the coach. In our little show that we started just over a year ago, we've grown up just a little bit. We are live from the rooftop of the Marriott in Marina Del Rey, one of my favorite places in the country. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all of sports betting, and it's not close. Now, before I bring in the stars of the show, we got to look back at what we did on Sunday. Not a bad day at the brand. Not a great day at the brand either. Let's go ahead and take a look at our recap. And there it is. A.B. Mikey hit Houston. That was a no sweat whatsoever. Almost embarrassed, to be honest with you, to catch that AFC play. J.J. Watt saying he's seen uh, walkthroughs that had more intensity than that game. But hey, we'll take it anyway. And then, of course, a couple other ones. Buckets always coming through on the pitch as well. Now, our schedule this week. I know you're all wondering, what are we going to be doing. We'll be here every single day at 11 a.m. Then our prop spectacular Tuesday at 5 Eastern time. Then our make a preview 6.30 Eastern time on Thursday. And then on Sunday, oh, 10 a.m. Eastern, two-hour pre-show. And then you asked for it and you got it. A live watch party during the entire Super Bowl. All right, let's bring in the stars of the show now. And this is the very first time, if you can believe it, that me and the maestro have been together on the same set at the same time. That's Let's welcome you in first. Hello, sir. How are you? Coach, unbelievable. You know, driving in, I'm thinking about things in my head about the Super Bowl. No score in the first six minutes, the last five Super Bowls. No safety the last seven Super Bowls after three straight years. The team that scores last wins the game eight straight years. But then I get up to this rooftop, and I see this unbelievable scene. And then I get a bear hug from the coach, and I'm like, this is heaven. Let's go. Let's do it. And we may or may not have video of me putting makeup on the maestro to get set for outside. It's different than our studio. Now, the maestro is here, but the rest of our crew, we couldn't do without him first. Live from Nashville, Tennessee, the penthouse level. M Squared, good morning, sir. 
Good morning, coach. Good morning, fellas. I got to see a little behind the scenes as well. And I loved watching you put that makeup on Larry, the maestro's <laughs> face there. That was a beautiful sight to see. Well, good morning. Glad to see you guys made it out there. Uh, it's great to see you too. Now, unfortunately, you shaved, you took your hat off. You understood what it meant to be on CBS Sports HQ, but apparently eight floors below in Nashville, Tennessee, AB didn't get the memo. Dial up. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, you guys look great out there. Um, you know, that's the problem. You don't always get your mail delivered to the uh, janitor's closet down here. But you know what? We're just happy to be here. You guys look fantastic, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. And finally, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. He is Zach Attack. Zach Simity, good morning. Good morning, everyone. You guys look phenomenal. And I, I don't hate being on an hour later. I love this start time. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it because it was a busy weekend in sports. But as this man always says, it's on to the next. So quickly, let's jump into storylines that could affect the betting lines today. And we're going to start right back where we ended yesterday. Tip of the cap to Tom Hoagie getting his first PGA Tour win at Pebble Beach of all places. But they now move to Phoenix this week. Mikey, let's start with you. What do you got for us? Yeah, I just want to talk about this tournament. It's basically become what I am calling the fun major. Uh, this event is, you know, it's not a difficult course by any means, so we're not really comparing it that way to the major, but the field is absolutely loaded at the Waste Management Open here in Phoenix. We've got six of the top 10 players, 13 of the top 20, 18 of the top 30. It's about as loaded as you, loaded as you can get. John Rahm returning here obviously has big ties to Arizona area. And then you look at some of the other names. Hideki Matsuyama won this back-to-back -back years. Brooks Kepka won this event. You've got guys flying in from overseas that played last week. This really, we talk about the start of the golf season being Pebble. This really means golf season is underway here. This is basically like a fifth major in my mind, and there's a lot of good value on the board early. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, too, because last year during the watch party before the Super Bowl, we got to watch a live sweat right down to the end. And I assume that we're going to do the same thing again this Sunday as well. All right, Mikey, thank you very much. Now, back to college basketball for the first time this morning. And a lot of the littler schools like the George Masons of the world, they've been getting a lot of attention for a lot of different reasons. Zach, what do you have for us? Yeah, it's going to be my play later on uh, in the show, but the Atlantic 10 has been a great conference this year. And, but George Mason, they are 11 and 9, believe it or not. And they have had a winning streak or a losing streak every stretch of this season. They started the year with four straight wins, then they lost five straight, won three straight, lost two, then they won four straight again. And now they're on a current two game losing streak. I think you know where I'm going with this here in a minute, coach. <laughs> We know exactly, Mr. Attack, where you are going with that. Now, nobody likes to dig deeper or find those Chick-fil-A nuggets more than our man, A.B. So let's get back to the reason we are here in L.A. this week, the Super Bowl. A.B., talk to me. Yes, sir. So you're seeing sports books that are leveraged about 55% to props, meaning out of the entire 100% of the pie of the money that they're taking on the Super Bowl, 55% so far is on prop bets, meaning the public is going to continue to bet those this week. So if you are betting player props, guys like Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, whoever, if you're going to bet the overs, those numbers are only going to skyrocket up. So have a plan and do it now. Do not wait until this weekend. Yeah, we do not want to get any tweets from all of you like you do seemingly every single day saying, Coach, A.B., Mikey, Maestro, I missed out. 
We've been telling you this for a week. We can only lead you to the water. We can't make you drink. Now, another big thing that people like to bet on is who's going to win the MVP. Well, there is no secret the last 14 months who our MVP has been. It's the man sitting right next to me <laughs> here on the set. So when we look at Super Bowl odds for the MVP, what angle are you taking? Well, you know, everyone thinks it's going to be a quarterback, and 31 of the 55 have been quarterbacks. But we should note 10 defensive players have won the award, the last one being Von Miller. In 2015, he had two and a half sacks and two forced fumbles. Von Miller coming in this time at 40 to 1. Not a bad bet given that he's had 40 pressures in his last eight games. This guy's been on a tear. Aaron Donald's price has gone all the way down to 18 to 1. Some books as low as 16 to 1. But I want to go higher on the board. I think the most value is going to be on Jalen Ramsey. You see him at Caesars at 60 to 1. Other books have him at 80 to 1. Last week against the 49ers, they threw at him twice. Zero catches, zero yards. He dropped an interception. He also had another chance for an interception. If this guy gets a pick, if he holds Jamar Chase to, say, four catches, 37 yards, something very disappointing like that, I think Jalen Ramsey has good value to win the MVP. Man, I love that number, and I love your thought process because if there was ever a season where something different is going to happen in the MVP at the Super Bowl, this would be it. We haven't been able to predict anything so far, but I love those numbers. All right, it's time to get into our board for the day. This is our main focus. One play from Sportsline. And by the way, if you're not a Sportsline member yet, what are you doing? So, I'm going to do you a solid. Use the promo code EDGE. Do it right here, right now. I'm going to give you 30 days for free. You can have access to all the cappers, the analysis, the simulations, everything for free for 30 days. Then after that, you'll be playing with house money. Now, my man Andrew Gombus, who went 1-1, one one, well, 2-1-1 one one really over the weekend, he called me up last night. He says, Coach, I got to play for everybody. Before UFC 271, the number's two good right now. So I want you to give it out Monday morning on the show. I said, Andrew, no problem. I got you. So we're going to go Maxine Grishin, minus 165. Yes, I know what you're saying. Coach, is the juice worth the squeeze? You're damn right it is. In MMA, for those of you who are brand new, we go up to about minus 200 on a straight pick. Anything below, we know we can met it straight. He's got the reach advantage. He's a better grappler. Take him now at minus 165. We believe it's going to close north of minus 200. All right. <clears throat> now it's time to get to my cappers. I have never done this from the top of a hotel. I have never done this from the most gorgeous place in America. But <clears throat> M squared, <sighs> you know the drill, son. Oh, it's gorgeous out here. Give it to me. Man, I did not know we were getting that intro here on CBS Sports HQ, but I love that, Coach. <laughs> Let's take the over. FIU and Charlotte, over 135 and a half. Want to be the first college basketball game of the day. Uh, these two teams are both middling in terms of pace of play, but defensive efficiency is where they struggle. They rate 250th and 252nd in terms of pace or in terms of defensive efficiency. Again, very average pace of play. This one should go over the 135 and a half total. My simulation make it closer to 142. So I like the over to start the day there. And then big game in college basketball tonight, Texas at home against Kansas. This one started at plus one and a half for Kansas. It is now flipped to minus one. I still like it at minus one. I would stop at minus two, but I played Kansas plus one and a half. Look, this Texas team, they're basically taking a page out of the Villanova playbook. They've slowed down significantly. They rate 344th in terms of pace of play, really good in terms of defensive efficiency. 
The problem is this Kansas team, while they can play an up and down game, they can also play a half court game. I give them edges in rebounding on both ends of the floor. Look for them to eke out a narrow victory here as I think they're the better team. They're the well-coached team. They're going to get the win here on the road in Texas tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. They uh, they looked really good over the weekend. I really feel like they're starting to get their uh, mojo back as we head into February and certainly March Madness, which is the most important time of the year in college hoops. Now, we've been talking about on the show for months now how there is a lot of value most days on some of these smaller schools, not necessarily the Kansases and the Texases of the world, but maybe the Richmonds of the world. They've been catching for us all year. And I have a feeling to that today, Zach, you've got another Richmond spider cashed ticket. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take them on a big number here. Richmond minus eight against George Mason. I touched on George Mason's streaks this year. I like that pattern to continue. They're on a current two game losing streak. And Richmond, they started the year three and four. We're a frustrating team. They're starting to play like the team everyone anticipated in the beginning of the year, 12 and four over their last 16 games. They've won two consecutive games by double-digit points, and they have a scoring big in Grant Golden, who has excelled against George Mason. Very rarely does he get a double-double. He had a double-double in last year's matchup in Richmond last season. They struggled, played in the NIT. They had two wins by 20 points or more against Division I opponents. One of those games was against George Mason. And then looking ahead, if you want to look ahead to Wednesday, they're going to play again on Wednesday uh, at George Mason. So depending on how this matchup goes, you may want to play Richmond again. But I love Richmond at home in this spot. We will take them minus eight. All right. As always, follow my man, Zach Attack, on Twitter, at Simony, because Wednesday you'll want to know if you need to play that game. And he's always very active on Twitter as well. Now, you heard our man A.B. talk a little while ago about Super Bowl props and how a lot of these numbers are just going to go up. Cincinnati, they've got a terrific triumphant of receivers, really four if you count their terrific tight end Uzuma. So we're targeting a lot of these receivers for their receiving numbers. A.B., you're up. Yep, we're going to go with Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd. Longest reception over 17 and a half yards. This way, we don't have to play receptions. We don't have to play total yardage. We just need to hit one. And if you look down the stretch of what the Bengals did in those four games from weeks 15 to week 18, he was their guy. He hit it over, 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 over all four times in a row. And I think they're going to get back to doing that. So we're going to play Tyler Boyd over 17 and a half for his longest reception. Also, today, we're going to play Arizona minus 13 against Arizona. Arizona State. Look, Arizona State had a dream win against UCLA. Fantastic win. You know what? I'm betting that they're not going to do it again. I'm going to take Arizona minus 13. They're going to lay the hammer down on the Sun Devils. Let's get it. Yeah, they are not happy with how things went against USC. They won the game, but they didn't cover because it was really, really tight until the very end of the game. Certainly, Arizona could open up today. Arizona State has been very up and down. Bobby Hurley's crew certainly has not been good against the spread either. Now, for many of you out there that are watching on CBS Sports HQ that maybe are watching the early edge for the very first time, there is a reason that I wait until this part of the show. There is a reason while I wait and make this man go last. He has been here since day one. He is our OG. But then when I looked at his picks, I said, the first one, is this AB? Uh, the second one, is this Mikey? Uh, the third one, is this Prop Stars? No, no, no. They're all coming from my man, the maestro. So I'm going to sit back. He's our anchor. This is his spot. Go ahead. 
Well, you know, Coach, first day in L.A. at this beautiful set, we had to come big. So I got three plays in honor of A.B. Let's go Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals. What can you say about this kid? He has not missed in the playoffs. He has gone over this number in seven straight games. He just has to make two field goals. You know, Zach Taylor is a guy who will take the field goal. We know he's not going to go for it on fourth down when he's got a leg like Evan McPherson. 12 out of 14 from 50 plus yards. In fact, this kid is a sleeper for MVP. If he were if it's a low-scoring game and he were to get four or five field goals, uh, he could even do that. But all we have to do is get over one and a half. It's juiced to minus 130, but I think it's well worth the price over one and a half field goals. My second play in honor of Mikey, <laughs> over nine and a half points in the third quarter. Uh, you know, if you look into the metrics, and I got to credit Clev TA on Twitter for some of these unbelievable analytics, Stafford comes out of halftime and throws more deep passes in the third quarter than any any other quarter, 29% of his deep throws in the third quarter. In fact, if you look yards per attempt, Burrow is number one in the third quarter. Stafford is number two. So these teams both come out after halftime looking to be more aggressive. The Rams are fourth in points scored after in the third quarter. Now everyone is going to say, well, look what the Bengals do at halftime, the adjustments they make, the defensive adjustments, and that's true. But if you look at what's happened in the third quarter, they've had 11 drives that have gotten into the 10. The Bengals have allowed only one touchdown on those, but in the rest of the game, they've allowed over 70% of those drives to get in the end zone, so it's really a lot of variance. So I'm going to go over 9.5 in the third quarter. This line should be at least 10, and that's the second play. And the third play, in honor of Prop Stars, we're going to go under... Joe Mixon, 63 and a half rushing yards. This guy's going to get a lot of work, but the efficiency will not be there. You know, 4.1 yards a carry is what he's averaged, but he has faced a schedule that's allowed four and a half yards a carry. So he's actually underperformed in that sense. The Rams are shutting down the run, 3.2 yards a carry in the playoffs. Debo Samuel last week, 3.7 yards a carry. Elijah Mitchell, 1.8 yards a carry. This team is totally shutting down the run. I think he get could get 18 carries, 20 carries, and still go under 63 and a half. Larry, I got to say, I really feel like you're on your A game on a Monday morning. I mean, you brought it strong, and you're going to be on CBS Sports HQ all week, correct? Correct. And the rest of the today. But we do not want to forget about our loyal following watching right now on our humongous YouTube channel. A lot of you, don't forget to smash that like button for us. It helps the show. It helps us grow. And look where we're at right now. But right now, <clears throat> we're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap. And it looks absolutely glorious for the first time on YouTube and CBS Sports HQ. Look at those headshots. M squared. He's on Kansas plus the one and a half. Then Charlotte FIU over 135 and a half. That's the first game of the day. Then Zach Tech. He's on Richmond minus eight today. The Spiders going to cash that ticket for us as well. Then AB. Who is that a picture? That's certainly not Alan Bell. Uh, Arizona minus 13. That game a little bit later tonight. Then one prop from the Super Bowl. Tyler Boyd, longest reception. Over 17 and a half yards, minus 105. And then the maestro. He's on Evan McPherson, who has been terrific in the postseason, really all season long. Then third quarter, over nine and a half points after that 35-minute halftime. And then Joe Mixon, under 63 and a half rushing yards as well. But we also have the gem. This show doesn't change just because we're getting a little bit bigger. So we're going to put these three things together and it's going to come back. You knew the jeweler would come through. Plus 
456 on the pitch under two and a half. You don't need to watch this game. It's going to be boring. Zero, zero, one, nothing. But hey, that's all we need it to be. Hurricanes Maple Leafs on the ice tonight over six. And then the Senators money line as we try to give props, so to speak, to all the different sports. We don't want to just focus on the NFL. All right. All week long, we're going to be right here on this gorgeous rooftop. Tuesday, our props spectacular. Thursday, our final mega preview for the Super Bowl. We're going to have you all set and ready to go. But we're going to do you one even more every single night, 6 p.m. Eastern time, powered by Sportsline right here on CBS Sports HQ. They're going to go through daily bets, props, DFS advice, futures all week long. There's no other place you need to go. Powered as always by the almighty sports line. We'll be here every single day at 11 a.m. Eastern time. (laughs) And those, I'm not going to screen it today, but those, those are your marching orders. Have a great day, everybody. Good luck. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. 